Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Sissoko finally waited. Erickson, low, great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez, Lucas Moura, and belted into the net. Brilliant goal. On debut, Tunge Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. A great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London. That is absolutely incredible on debut. Oh, yay! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! Kane, good area for Spurs. Kane's not afraid to shoot. Wow, what a goal, Harry Kane. That is exceptional. Try and place it. Wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot, and with good reason. Terry in the Burnley back line, and Son breaks forward. Oh, wow, what a run. Jermyn Son, from inside his own half, has scored one of the best goals of his Spurs career. Welcome to another new Spurs Order pod. Got common uh, content coming out of uh, ears and eyes at the moment. It's um, such a fun time to be a Spurs fan and a Spurs content creator, if you want to call us. If you want to call us that, if we even want to call ourselves that. But yeah, here we are. It'll be um, just myself and Scott Hall today. Scott Hall, yep. how are you doing? I think I'm still in a bad mood. <laughs> I am not too sure. I'm not going to confirm it till we get later on in the in the podcast, but I think I'm still in a bad mood. Were you watching it at the stadium? No, no, no. I feel like nah, I nah, do nah. this every pod that we do. No, because you know what? I've... Because um, every opportunity I've had to go to the stadium, I've just been way too busy, so I've had no chance. Um, I did get offered uh, tickets to go to the game last minute, and I... Well, I requested to turn it down because I had stuff to do. Um, and it's probably a good thing I wasn't in the stadium for, <laughs> for that. 
I don't know. I've had another band on my on my list, so it's probably good that I wasn't there. Yeah, man. I mean, I just wanted to establish whether you were cheering the players at the end of the game or not. But I had a funny feeling. I knew what the answer was. No, I just went straight to bed. Like, what, what's there to cheer? My thing is this, yeah. Like, I understand. I do understand fans cheering. I guess the players that were left on the pitch, that you know, that tried to get a result. I hear that. I understand that. But at the same time, I'm like, mate did you watch the same game like like nah it's not for me it's just not for me i'll cheer you when you win so we uh we know what happened um we've like like i alluded to released some content recently myself and tops went over the chelsea game on the patreon which was released on tuesday so yesterday at the time of recording now and um you've done a nice stairs uh staircase video yeah. update but uh so obviously we know what happened for the most part but what did you think of this whole way that we approached the game once we went down to nine men which obviously did receive a lot of plaudits in the end um two things it, re- it receives a lot of plaudits in this country because it, i can't i i can't say this any other way to be honest with you. So any way that I do say it, it's gonna sound kind of rude or, or mean. Um th- this country has a massive fascination of um literally playing playing on to to your hearts out, playing on with your shield, you know, or dying on your shield. That this country has a massive fascination with it. no other nation that plays football is this it would praise what we did for nearly 60 minutes no other nation none yeah and it's i think Ange was being stubborn um and sticking to his philosophy for two reasons um he, he doesn't respect chelsea doesn't rate chelsea whatsoever um and at the same time i think i think he felt like we could get something you know still playing a high line the biggest problem with that um was we couldn't do that with the defense that we had. <laughs> because we had Emerson wasn't really a one that I thought was the issue. It was more Dyer. Dyer's got no pace to be doing that kind of you can't give Dyer, you can't give attackers a like literally almost 40 yards to run against Dyer. They're gonna blaze all he's gonna see is hills, and that's what happened. And it was it was annoying because. You know, people will be like, oh, but Dyer's goal, it, apparently it didn't touch Pentancourt's head. Um, and it, it was um, a flick on from um, Thiago Silva. I was like, mm. well, you win, you win some, you lose some. Like, I don't understand why people are crying over that. And then at the same time, you know, Bentancourt was unlucky with his... That just obviously highlights how garbage Chelsea are. Because if we had 11 players, we would have smashed them, smashed them to bits. But... You know, I digress because the fact of the matter is we lost four one, and we lost four one because of naivety. You know, we we didn't dis- we didn't respect them in any way, shape, or form. We gave them half a pitch to literally counter us on, and you know, even though they scored two goals in stoppage time, the damage was done once they took the lead. Mm. And take the lead they did, and at the time we did adopt those tactics with nine men. We weren't even losing the game, and my point to tops was on the Patreon. It's just like you can still. 
play a certain way to make these kind of concessions for having two less players without compromising too many of your principles. Like you don't need to to um, to play as high of a line as you do uh, as we did. And um, like I think Liverpool kind of did give us a free lesson on that when we played them. Obviously, at they, home li- weeks they ago. literally did. You, you're spot on. They literally did. That's that's what annoyed me more. You know, we saw. I mean, Liverpool have more pace up top than we do. Um, but regardless of that, you know, you you, you just don't. Nicholas Jackson scored a hat trick against us. The guy's mm. garbage. He he plays football like Lukaku at 29. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, the guy is he's a hot mess. Yeah, so nah, Ange needs to really. I I feel like personally, I think he he's taking it on board, and I don't think he's just going to be naive and you know continuously do that. If you know, so because you have to take into consideration, this is one of those games where everything that could go wrong for us went wrong. We had two major injuries um, in our starting lineup with uh, Madison and uh, Van der Ven having to go off pretty much early. Mm. Today. We had two red cards in Adoji and um, Romero. In fact, three out of our four starting back line had to come off the pitch before the 60th minute. <laughs> like, like, it's mental. Like, like you're never going to, you're never going to watch another football game and expect that to happen. So we had everything that could go wrong against us, go against us, literally. Okay. Yeah, it was a self implosion. I, I even said, um, before half time, I thought it was worse than the Battle of the Bridge. We started the second half, um, trying to adopt that high line which we showed throughout, and then I think that contributed a lot to Doggy getting his second yellow. Obviously, it yeah. was just really clumsy and silly from him as well, and he's got to be accountable and more mature from that, but. At the same time, like he would have been given less to do had we just been a bit more sensible. I feel like it would have probably also benefited Van der Ven, and he may have not even got injured had we not adopted such sea tactics. But like, uh, like the main pod title, like I'm not um, Doctor Strange. Like we can never really know. But it, it was. Uh, I just felt like we'd given our players a bit too much, especially in the second half, like with the yeah. doggies second yellow. Like injuries happen. We saw Pedro Neto uh, like a week or two ago just pull up randomly. Yeah. Um, who knows if Van der Ven's okay or not? He's okay or not. Bedknobs and Broomsticks is saying he's hearing Van der Ven is okay. Like, I highly doubt it considering he couldn't walk off the pitch. I, I have, um, so I have a theory on this, funnily enough, that, um, um, I had a similar kind of like, um, that I pulled up in a match similar to how uh, Van der Ven did. Now, in the in the um, game, while watching it, I thought it reminded me of when Michael Owen had a hamstring injury. Um, but if people are saying it's not that serious, I don't know what the what the actual final outcome is. It could be more that he um, may have overstrained his uh, groin because that's actually what happened to me. It felt like I had torn my hamstring but it actually turned out to be an over overstrained groin and I was only out for like two weeks. Um so that's you know hopeful thinking. Um but me with say a sensible head would say nah it's um it's definitely a hamstring injury. 
And I think we might be without him for at least uh, two to three months. Yeah, I mean, I think football needs to really start getting teched out. Like, we need to start 3D printing some hamstring muscles or something. There's been loads of injuries. Some ligaments, um, ACL type shit. Like, maybe Sessegnon would even have a career if we had this type of tech around now. Who knows? I, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know about that. I ain't too sure on that one. You ain't yeah, getting no, my vote on that one. <laughs> Oh man, um, but yeah, it's not looking good at all. Uh, for Van der Ven, I think Madison was probably just a precautionary though. Like Udogi only had like one session before the Chelsea game, and I mean, physically, he seemed okay, <laughs> other than him completely losing his head. Um, just moving on, and we had a lot of debate before the season even started on is Romero kind of going to be that guy we can trust going forward. Started off the season impeccably well. And um, he's completely kind of flushed all of that good work away in, in the space of one game. Are you down on him now? Or are you okay with him being playing for Spurs as a force, first choice defender? And not only that, a vice captain going forward. I think some people have overreacted way overboard. Like, this is football. In what sense? Like, this is football. I don't, I don't understand, especially in, in the position that he plays. I don't understand people. Like, I've had, you know, family members that support Spurs say that, oh, um, um, that, yeah, we can't, we can't trust him going forward. I'm like, 25 years of age. <sighs> what are you guys talking about? Like, really and truly, like, up until Monday, nobody would... If anybody had said before Monday, oh, you can't trust Romero going forward and all of that jazz, all the Spurs fans would have been like, you're chatting nonsense. You're chatting. So why why should one game... And yes, it was an absolute horror show. Why should that then change the perception? doesn't make sense. Um, was his performance good for the team? No, he completely imploded. But these things happen. Like I could, I could go through history and point out some top defenders, and I'm not saying Romero is like the best in the world, but I can point out some top defenders that have done absolute nonsense during their career. It happens, yeah. It, like we are all human. He had an absolute stinker. Move on. He's our vice captain, and he's been our vice captain this season. And the part that most Spurs fans seem to forget is since being our vice captain, along with Madison. Um, and obviously helping out uh, Son as captain, the team have performed really well. And he's put in some top performances as well this season already. So I don't understand how one, and it, and I'm not going to sit here and say that it wasn't a stinker, one absolute shocker of a game, now all of a sudden we can't trust him moving forward. What are you talking about? Like I he, hear the point though, and only in the sense that it's another big game. Like I can almost excuse no because then people will say the other big game that he was, and this is this is what I mean by like, it's it's perception over um, um, it's perception over a lot of things. So like you need to take into consideration that oh, people will be like oh he he had a stinker against Arsenal. No, he didn't. He was just unfortunate. No, I disagree yeah. with that. No, but that's that's what some people would say. Yeah, the other big game was Liverpool. I thought he was very good in that game. Like you got 
Like what what big games are they picking to 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 highlight this against United? Yeah, probably started off slow, but got into the game, done his thing. Like he got a little bit lucky against Man United, if I remember. I right mean, now. but doesn't don't don't all defenders get lucky? This is what I'm saying. It's like it's like because he's not. I don't want to say this, but I feel like I have to. Yeah, Romero might not actually be a fan favorite. He might be liked, but he might not be a fan favorite. And when you're not a fan favorite. Certain concessions don't get made for you. It's just that simple. You know, if you are a fan favourite, oh, they'll throw an excuse under the sun. Adoji, yeah? Definitely a fan favourite. That much I can say. Mm. Massively, massively let us down on, on Monday, along with Romero. Massively let us down. But the excuse is, he's just come back off injury. He's a bit, a bit leggy. Stupid. Inexperienced. There's excuses made for him. Romero, not a fan favourite. Liked, not a fan favourite. So when he does nonsense like that, it's, oh, we can't trust him moving forward. However, in the summer, I did say we need two centre-backs. Not because, oh, um, you know, stuff like this might happen with Romero. That's not the reason why I said we needed two centre-backs. I said we needed two centre-backs so that I never have to see Dyer touch the pitch again. And he's finally back in the driver's seat. And that's what's hurt me. Because that's where Romero has pissed me off the most. Because he's allowed Dyer to get back onto this pitch. Yeah, it's a weird one. Um, with the Odogi and uh, Romero comparison there, obviously Odogi let himself down. He had the warning as well as Romero. So, yeah, uh, Romero had his warning. He knew it was a case of him getting lucky, not getting sent off initially with the mm. little kick out because he wouldn't have feigned injury as long as he did had he not thought he was yeah. in trouble. And I think he got lucky there again. And then he went and done that. And then that's his fourth red card since he's joined us. So Doki's got a bit of more credit in the bank than Romero in the sense that that's obviously the first time we've seen him do that. It's not the first time we've seen Romero do that in yeah. a big game. And I think that's why I that's why I understand people not really having that much faith in him kind of going forward in the sense like, you're supposed to be a vice captain. Like you are a great defender. You might not be world class yet, but you're a great defender for Spurs. And um, we're gonna have bigger games with you playing for us going forward. And we need yeah. you to not get sent off and lose your head again. Exactly. Can you do that? And I mean, it's it's he's it, it, you know you don't actually know with him now, and that is a problem if you're a I vice captain, say, especially. I will say this much. Um in his First full season, I think it was the season uh, Conte came in halfway through the season. We finished top four. There was a seven-game run in which, if he picked up a yellow card, he would have missed um, a game. He would have been suspended. Basically, he went seven games straight without picking up a yellow card. So he has the ability to be disciplined. That's what I'm saying. It's like I'm not on. I'm not on this whole like wagon of ah, uh, you know. Like he, because of the stinker he had, and again, I will state it was an absolute stinker. But I'm not on the whole bandwagon of oh, we can't trust him moving forward. Like he, him, and Mickey are right now our best center partnership, and are one of the better center partnerships in the league. When you know playing on on the pitch, we need another center back. That was a given. That that wasn't that was a given in the summer. It's going to be even more of a given now in January. We need two because we don't want to be falling back. Onto the likes of Dyer. So 
you know, I, I'm I'm intrigued to see what um, Ange does because we've got a lot of players that are going to miss the next, at least the next two games. Yeah, bro. I mean, we've got one more fixture obviously, on the weekend against Wolves. Then it's an international break, which I, I was dreading before. Yeah, I was dreading before the Chelsea game. I'm thinking, well, how have we got another international break? Like, fuck me. But it could not have come at a better time for us because our whole back line is actually X'd off. Like, yeah. Pedro Porro, apparently not in training. A bit it's of a worry. A it could be a precaution. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, I don't know how I don't know how a team just exits off their whole back line over the course of like one I week. I don't know how. It's mad. Um, obviously, Romero suspended for three games. Van der Ven looking like it could at least be four weeks. Um, with a bit of heavy, uh, a heavy amount of luck, he might even be back for Man City on the third of December. Highly doubt it. Um, and you got Udogi suspended for one game, so he'll be back fresh after the international break. Yeah, you would imagine. So you've got Wolves on the weekend with Madison and Richarlison also not in training. You may not even be bothered that much about the last name I said, but that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, how are we going to approach this game? Like, obviously, Wolves don't have Pedro Neto, but it's in a way tie which tends to be very tight for Spurs usually and could be quite testy or Wolves obviously haven't beaten Man City at their home ground just a few weeks ago. Um, listen, we are, um, we're in for a real match on, on Saturday. Like I couldn't tell you how we're going to set up. I know, uh, I know that um, uh, Phillips has been uh, uh, pulled out of the under 21s um um i feel like this is a game in which if madison is not capable of starting i feel it's a game that we might have to put benton core in that position and it will be a bit weird because we won't get as much creativity but we definitely will be able to control the midfield a bit better um without it um some people have said lacelso don't want to see that happen um for me, it's it's who who starts in the back line. Like that's that's where my fear is. Yeah, I'm not worried about Ficario, but um my fear is my fear is uh it would probably be uh Dyer and Phillips. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have that. I'm I'm so much against Dyer playing, yeah, that I will happily have um Emerson deputized <laughs> back like i have a I'm good happy. feeling about emerson's center back you know but how do you think yeah. dyer played against chelsea to his credit i mean he tried that's that's it's <laughs> the best i can give he tried like i'm not i think I'm the not fact even... that you didn't mention his brother actually might be a good thing like he might have even got a 6.5 out of 10 who knows he tried that's the that's the best i can give you right now he tried because listen the moment he came onto the field, even his goal, I didn't celebrate because I was like, it's dire. Like, <laughs> like, knowing him, it's going to be offside. And then lo and behold, it was offside. I was like, I just, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't give him praise now in his career because here's a guy who really believed that he could fight his way into a team that he's been garbage for, for probably the last, I mean, he's had some good seasons. I'm not going to sit here and lie. He's had some good seasons, but he's, He's largely, that's a defender you can't trust. 
Yeah, so everyone that was, you know, spouting about, oh, you can't trust Romero. No, Dyer is a defender you most certainly cannot trust. So this guy had the whole summer probably been told from early, I'm not going to use you in my system by Ange, and still decided to stay at the club. Cool. There is nothing good that I can say about him. He's a he's a bad, bad individual. Look, I mean, we could always just start Ashley Phillips ahead of him. And this is bearing in mind. Um, so the, their replacement for Neto has been moving Matej Cunha out wide and playing Kalatsic, who's about seven foot. Um, <laughs> he's not literally seven foot, but he's like six, 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 seven. He was that one that clashed with Onana first game week and didn't get Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Giant human being. Um, I believe, if I remember rightly, he may have even scored last week as well. So imagine that. Do we? I mean, how tall is Dyer? I know Ashley Phillips is six four, and that was when he's like <laughs> seventeen as well. So he might even be taller now. But yeah, at least six four. Um, looks to be a good prospect. Obviously, he's played a handful of games for Blackburn, which included four in a row at the start of last season in August. And uh, yeah, would it be worth risking him or would you just throw Dyer in? I mean, it might even be both of them to play, to be honest. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You also... I, I personally think it's probably going to be both of them, to be fair. Um... And I just don't like it because that means the senior, the senior um, of the two, Dyer, is going to be the one leading the line, and that's just, that's just, uh, it's just a, it's just a bad state of affairs. You, he's just not somebody you can't trust him. All right, you can't trust him to do a damn thing. So, good luck to us, really and truly. Bed knobs and broomsticks is also saying in the comments that Bissuma is unavailable on Saturday. I don't know if that's. I think true. I think he's more saying that um, Bissuma shouldn't play, um, and Benton Cole should go straight in for him. I okay. I would. Uh, what are your Bissouma, thoughts about that? Yeah, Bissuma just has to play. Sorry, like, it's, it's not up for the, it's, that's not up for debate. <laughs> Bissuma just has to start. Yeah, it's not it's not a Hoiberg thing. Nope, it's Bissuma. 
Benton Court either goes into the the Madison role, and you know we try and just dominate possession that way, and you know create chances that way, um, or Lacelso comes in. And to be honest with you, I don't want Lacelso anywhere near the pitch. So, so if Madison is unavailable to maybe at least start, he might just make the bench. Who would you kind of have to replace his starting role? If um, for me, it would be it would be Bentancourt. I'd give I'd give him like because he's had two games where he's come off the bench. I think I'll give him this run out, like because really and truly, we might not have the creativity putting Bentancourt there, but we will control the midfield because we would have three press resistant midfielders in that. Maybe that's um, quite creative. Let's, let's, let's not do, let's, let's not do drugs. Sometimes. Let's 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 be civilized. Let's not do drugs. <laughs> I'm not even saying that to wind you up either. I genuinely think... I know you're not. Uh, I know. I actually, do you know what? Lacelso is probably less creative than Hoiberg as well, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not for... Um, I'm actually not for Lacelso starting. Like, I'm not for it. I, I know, personally, it probably would make sense for um, him to start, but I just don't trust it whatsoever. Pecking otherwise, I'd even... I would even probably goes far to say um Jamie Donnelly should probably have a place in the squad over Lacelso if that's the case. I don't know if he's I don't know how his development has gone this season. Um but I I would like to hope that he you know can get a run out. I, I don't know what, what's um what's what right now to be honest with you. Mm. It's um yeah it's gonna be a tricky one. It's gonna be a tricky one. Um, is there a quick kind of prediction that I mean, given everything that we know about Wolves, are you confident that we can get a W going into the international breaks? Absolutely not. I've got it as a draw, a score draw at that, an ugly one, probably a 1 1 or a 2 2. Oh, you take a draw beforehand, yeah. Um, before obviously, beforehand, I, I would have been like, no, um. We can go there and you know get a win, but definitely not now. Like it, I, I think we're asking too much of our players to be like. We have to be honest. Wolves is a difficult place to um, to go to. You know, it's not it's not an easy ground to just turn up at. So um, it's gonna be it's just gonna be an unnecessary tricky tie. Yeah, hopefully we can respect referees' decisions enough to to see the game out this time. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Andrew's been coming out saying a lot of stuff in the press recently, and he's been obviously lauded for all of that as well. Are you kind of on board with kind of what he said and in agreement with, you know, what he's been saying about? see referees in light of what other teams have been saying because I think he's set himself up a little bit and I don't think he needed to. Who um Ange? Big Ange. In terms of, in terms of like um the, the the stuff he said to the the press. I personally I think 
Let's talk about bird dogs. Bird dogs make you look good. They're stretched khaki shorts designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. They fit better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So how do you get them? You go to birddogs.com forward slash pool and enter promo code pool for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com forward slash pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. He's stubborn, but I guess we kind of need that, you know. Um, I'm, I'm a bit, I'm not really in full support of everything he said, you know, recently. If I'm being honest, you know, like, but I'm not going to take away from the fact that, you know, he, he has his philosophy, he has his beliefs and, you know, that's where it is. There's been many managers that have, you know, you know, had a go at referees and referees decision. And there's been many managers that have also um, kind of defended referees and different defended referee decisions. Um, but, you know, at the same time, it's like, mm, I, I mean, we're having the same discussion week in, week out. And the truth be told is, like, what more is... Like, nothing's really going to change anytime soon. So what are we having the discussion for? Do you do you get what I'm saying? It's like it's like a mute point almost. Mm. Yeah, I hear it. But yeah, that, I guess, uh, all but wraps it up. It was a nice little therapy pods and kind of a nice little... Uh, way to lighten the mood ahead of what's going to be um, a chaotic few weeks for Spurs, just obviously having next to no players. We've obviously got a depleted squad as it is, but yeah, I think this is just what summarises what it's like to support Tottenham, to be honest. So Pure and utter mayhem. You know you know what's even more, Matt? Um, you know, obviously, before we even like, wrap up, what, what makes it all mad for me is more like, like how how can we, as a team, get two injuries, two red cards and still decide to play a highlight. It's pure and utter insanity. Like that, like, listen, that part for me is where Ange, Ange nearly, I nearly lost it because that is mad. That is actually mad that we did that. So, Everett, do you know one thing I took from that as well? I was actually quite happy in a cheesy kind of way that the, the fans kind of applauded the team. Apparently the fans were giving the players a standing ovation as Jackson made it 3-1 yeah. and it's a change from the kind of toxic fickle um, atmosphere that it had been before so I was kind of happy for that but I just don't agree with the way we approached it with nine men given the fact that obviously Chelsea are shown not to be able to break down the mid block yeah. or a low block they barely even finish their chances even when they create them and um we essentially just gave them a free run on our own goal. And again, like I just don't think we need to compromise many of our principles just to play a bit deeper. Um, and it's a shame that we didn't take the lessons from when we played Liverpool at home, where I genuinely think that the Liverpool fans could be proud by of of how they of how they played, given that they went down to nine men and yeah. how they only really lost because of a really unlucky own goal. Like a great oh, and obviously a VAR decision, which um, uh, may have 
deserved a replay or two just to show why it was actually onside. But um, yeah, it, it's just very, very naive. And I know we have to stick to our principles and how we've been drilled to play. Yeah. But it, I just think we could have approached it a lot better. I think we could have been smarter about it. And that's probably what like irritates me more, that we could have been a bit, a bit more cute with it. And we wasn't. That we had the ability to do it. But yeah. yeah. Onwards and upwards. Obviously, more on that game uh, in our Patreon. Um, so, so that's that Newsbirds order. Um, check out the Instagram at Newsbirds order. TikTok at Newsbirds order. Yao, okay, Scott Hall. Very, uh, very prevalent and relevant on there at the moment. Start hey, the show, man of the match. Hey. Uh, all of that, even performing better for the touchline team. So I'm hearing. Don't say too much. Even from the left as well. Crazy. Hey, 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 brother. I'll say no more. Um, yeah, hopefully Brendan Johnson can replicate what you've been doing for the touchline team on the weekend. So. Keep an eye out for the streams. Uh, as well as the patron content, usually every Thursday, uh, what yeah. we aim to do every Thursday. We thought we'd get one out nice and early this week while it was still obviously fresh on the mind. And um, yeah, man, till next week, we see you soon. Peace, peace. Debut, Tungay Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. A great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh yay! Sports Social Podcast Network.